farm with my Terminator seeds. I'm poisoning all the pollen and I'm killing all the bees and I'm bringing entire economies to the knees. Cause I can do the wealth, I control the guns, I control the twenties and I control the ones. I control the minute and I control the hours. Soon there will be a new global power bow down to the new world. Welcome to the show. That intro is provided courtesy of the Ameros and Jesse Calhoun. That is Terminator Seeds. Look it up. Look up uh, the rest of their music on SoundCloud or other places online. This episode, MAGA is self-sustaining, is brought to you by me and you. He who is whooped easiest is whooped most often. He who is whooped easiest is whooped most often. Now you may think that's the slogan of the modern Republican Party, but it's not. That's a uh, quote attributable to Frederick Douglass, the famous American who was born a slave and made his way illegally to freedom. Um, became a famous author, a statesman, a businessman, and historical figure. And he knows something. So that's a quote from someone who knows, uh, really knows something about being whooped. Uh, in fact, he tells a story about uh, where he was, he had a particularly... I guess, bad uh, master slave owner uh, that was known as a slave breaker. And uh, he whipped Frederick, uh, you know, many times. Apparently his, you know, wounds didn't have time to heal. But I guess one day Frederick stood up and actually had a physical altercation with him where he overpowered the guy. And he says at that point, the beating stopped. So that's a, it's a remarkable story. Uh, especially you know, given the context of, you know, of 19th century slave ownership and, and that whole paradigm of where, of where if you're a slave, you're supposed to understand that you're the slave, right? You don't fight against the owner, the master, right? The guy with the authority and the whip. Um, because people that did oftentimes were, they were tortured, they were killed. And now regardless of that, regardless of that paradigm, Frederick Douglass, you know, he was the kind of guy that that would not accept that. And it's partially that attitude that probably makes him such a great American that makes him or that that allowed him to become uh, a historical figure to have such a meaningful impact on so many people and on world history. Now, I bring up that quote. And that story from Mr. Douglas's life, because it's relevant to what's going on today, that lesson, both that lesson and that mindset are extremely, extremely relevant and important. Um, There's a mindset right now among uh, people who voted for President Trump. Um. There's, there's a defeated mindset. There's a, a, a lamenting of what could have been or what should have been. And this is from both camps of, of, of people who voted for the president, whether you're, you know, whether you feel the election was uh, legitimately lost because of, you know, whatever Trump may or may not have done correctly or incorrectly. Uh, I've heard express people, uh, who voted for him, but 
you know, were unhappy with the way that he handled the coronavirus or the way he uh, handled cabinet appointments, like like having Attorney Barr uh, as I'm sorry, Bill Barr as Attorney General, as a Attorney General, even after the Sessions fiasco, right? Or any any number of things, <clears throat> but uh, pointing to that as reasons why he didn't win. And then there's the other camp that believes the election was completely stolen and, you know, even Trump didn't do anything wrong at all in his whole presidency. But they also believe that uh, maybe the deep state is too, de- too deep, right? I've heard that. The deep state is too deep. The swamp is too wide. Uh, the bad guys are too powerful, right? Um, that it seems to be that there is no winning. The The system is rotten to its core. America is too corrupt and there, there's no redeeming it. So among these camps and anywhere in between, and you may, you know, you may, I'm sure you share sentiments somewhere along that spectrum, um, you know, as I do myself, but there's th- that mindset, that lamentation about, Oh, everything is over, right? Trump lost. Biden's going to be president. The future is bleak. America will be a communist country or worse. There's no hope for us or the world. Uh, We've lost. And we are accepting that loss. That same mindset is exactly why we are where we are. Uh, for decades, we've accepted that. And when I say we, I mean American general. And you know, and, and if, if you're if you're introspective, I'm sure you'll see uh, situations and times, and maybe over years and decades where you've done the same. That mindset, where. Uh, where you think that someone else is going to take care of everything, right? You believe that it's it's enough to just vote, right? That it, it's foolishly, right? We believe we can just vote, that we're going to have someone, one person who's going to stand up and get into the system like a Trump, get in and and fix everything for us. And all we have to do is vote. And then we can go back to our normal lives and have uh, this peaceful, easy existence where everything is taking care, uh, everything in our lives is taking care for us, right? We just have to go to work, pay our taxes, and vote, and everything is supposed to be fine. That mentality, that that hands-off mentality where we've allowed others to take control, we've allowed others to manage our government, right? That mentality is what has gotten us here. So don't be surprised that this is a situation and don't, uh, don't lament the future that we'll now have, right? Because one, one person, one leader that we think is going to fix everything that that didn't pan out. Okay. That's a fairy tale that, will never happen. We pride ourselves on being <clears throat> being a free people. And if you're uh, you know, a patriotic American, you believe in freedom and independence and you believe that freedom isn't free, right? You hear that. But I, I think a lot of us say that, but we don't really believe that or know what that means. Independence is self-sufficiency. Freedom is having control over your own destiny, right? Having responsibility over what happens in your community, in your own life, in your country. You can't just vote and expect things to, to, to be fixed by somebody else. Moreover, if you're just voting for President Trump and then, you know, you like his policies, right? Oh, China, I, we like Trump because he's tough on China, right? He's, he's, uh, 
pointed out that they're an enemy to the United States, that they're taking our jobs and that they're undermining our economy. You vote for Trump. And then why don't you count all the Christmas presents you bought for your kids, for your family that were made in China? You lament and complain about uh, tech censors, right? This tech censorship is terrible. Facebook and Twitter, they're flagging the tweets even of the president of the United States. They're censoring our communication. Uh, they're, you know, they're blocking information from from conservatives and people that they don't like. And you go on Facebook and you go on Twitter and you complain about these things. And you spend money, you know, you click on their ads, you spend time on their platforms. So while you're voting for somebody who you want to fix everything, at the same time, you're actively uh, working against them. You're voting for one policy, and yet you're supporting the same entities that are fighting against those policies. So we're shooting ourselves in the feet here. And that mentality that someone else is just going to fix it, that, that we don't have to do anything besides vote. Uh, again, like I said, it's, it's a fairy tale. And that's why we are here being whooped again. And by being whooped, I don't mean Republicans losing, right? This is not a, a Democrat versus Republican thing. This goes across parties, across across everything. This is tyranny versus freedom and independence. This is an, an ages-long struggle that's gone on forever and will continue to go on. What Trump has done is given us, us who, who love the idea of America and what that is supposed to stand for, for ourselves and, and also for everybody in the world, right? People who support America, I believe, are people who believe in fairness, in the rule of law, uh, that, that people shouldn't be able to push around everybody else based on the, the amount of raw political or economic power that they have, but that everybody should have a level playing field, right? Americans believe in that concept. They believe that the individual is important. Not important, the individual is, is, is central, that, that governments are there to protect the rights of the individual. So we, what Trump has done is give voice and hope to that idea that, that America will be uh, renewed uh, and, and improved and start to go in a good direction instead of a worse direction. He's given hope, he's given voice, he's given us a slogan, make America great again. It's simple to understand, people can rally around it. And, and also, what we've also seen and what Trump has given to us is, has been an understanding of how how corrupt and how failed our institutions have become our, our governments and, and many of you you know have already known this but i think it, it's it's now become evident to a much wider audience and in a much uh broader way it's much more uh obvious and and, it, and one of those things one of the ways in which one of the recent ways a great example of how it's become more obvious is the recent stimulus bill. Um, this was very, very much uh, a brazen, in-your-face example of how bad the system has become. Not the system has become, how, how the petty tyrants, right, are now ruling that there, the, the, this, there's not, the rules are not being followed. There is no fairness. And, and this example has been played out throughout the whole coronavirus uh, thing that where you have uh, local governments, right? Local, the local executives from the governor and, and on down, um, you know, through their, their auxiliaries have 
they have executive orders shutting down different businesses, making rules uh, about when you can travel, how many people you can have gathered together, things like this, right? And these are all these these I think uh, by far have been more palatable or acceptable to people because uh, because you can at least make the argument that they're tied to protecting. Uh, the health of everybody, right? Keeping pe- keeping the coronavirus from from being spread around more, and uh, you know, so the, so the argument can be made. Now, with the it doesn't it doesn't mean it's a good argument, and a lot of people disagree with it anyway. But the argument can be made uh, with with the stimulus plan. That was nobody nobody can agree with that argument. There is no argument to be made there. It was so obvious. And as the president rightly pointed out, and I think Rand Paul did a great job of, of pointing it out, all the all the pork, right? All the this 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 COVID relief bill that, as the president said, has nothing to, has almost nothing to do with COVID. Um, if you look through the bill and and just the whole uh, how how it came about, it's you know over five thousand pages. And no one's read it. Uh, Congress was asked to vote on it. And I think it was like 48 hours or something like that. And, and then it's $600 to, to every American, right? So $600 for relief. And yet there's all this money going to these, these, uh, programs and these nonprofits and unknown entities in other countries. So that scam was so blatant. That overreach was, was so far overreaching that, that didn't get by anybody, I don't think. And that's why you'll see, you know, popular support to to up the amount of money going to people and to change things around a little. And we'll see how that that pans out. But as you can see, the majority, the vast majority of both houses of Congress voted for this. And this is across both parties. This is the Democrats. This is the Republicans. Uh, so, so again, this is... This is a, this, this tyranny, right? This battle between tyranny and independence, it's always going on. But the problem is that we've, we've given up a long time ago. And now we see, I think a lot of people are coming to the realization that, that war is upon us. War is being waged on us. And it didn't feel so bad for a long time because maybe maybe the attacks, the battles, maybe they were small. And so we say, okay, well, we've been beat, but it's not so bad, you know, maybe next time, right? It j- just like, uh, we're just like the, uh, uh, the, the, the person in an abusive relationship, right? Uh, you're in an abusive relationship and your partner, you know, either f- physically beats you or is psychologically uh, damaging. And as long as it's not so bad, you keep coming back, right? That, that's the classic example, or that's a classic kind of stereotype of, of an abusive relationship. You keep on coming back as, as, as long as it's not so bad, or you make an excuse. That's what we've been doing. That's exactly what we've been doing. And we have that mentality. And why we keep coming back for more is a question that I think you should ask yourself. But it's that mentality that we need to get over. It's that mentality that is happy to accept defeat as long as it's not so bad. Now, this one, I think this defeat, people are having a harder time accept because they feel that it's more important, right? The greater the defeat and they feel like there's more at stake and the consequences will be greater. But the way you react to it, it's the same thing. It's either you accept that defeat, right, and you're whooped, and you're going to get whooped again. And you think, you know, you just, you're whooped and you're down on the ground and you hope that somebody else is going to come save you, right? Someone else, Trump will run in 24 or, or in, you know, in two years, we'll, we'll win the house, right? Then things will change. Somebody else, I'll vote. I'll vote and things will change. That's, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. And you have to change your mentality and you have to understand that 
we have been at war and we are at war and we will continue to be at war. And you need to think like that. If you support, you like uh, these policies. Now remember, we created Donald Trump, right? This is, this is we, we enabled him to become president. He didn't create this movement by himself, right? We, he gave us voice to that, but that came about through many years, right? And this all started back, way back, but gained a lot of steam with the Tea Party, you know, back in, in the in the middle of the financial crisis with Ron Paul and trying to kind of hijack the Republican Party. And then finally, many years later in 2016, with the right people, we were actually able to do this. So this is us. This is our movement. So you have to change your mentality. Again, it, it's important to understand that that war is being waged on us, whether you like it or not. And I know nobody likes to deal with that. That's a stressful thought. We're used to living in peace. This is, a, this is a, an unusual time in history where we think it's normal to not have war and struggle, um, you know, to not worry about the future and, you know, that, that the economy and our own safety and things like that. And we think this is normal, but this is not normal. This is, again, like I said, an unusual time in, in history. And we need to remember that. And it's not fun to think about. I don't like thinking about that and accepting that. But regardless of what you want, that's how it is, right? Denial is not a strategy. It's a coping mechanism. And the longer you, ha you have your head in the sand, the longer we all have our heads in the sand, the worse that things become. And that's what we're seeing. So the mentality has to change and we have to do things differently. We've, we've, we've gone from, from being as a people, as Americans, uh, independent frontiersmen, uh, settlers, uh, pilgrims, trailblazers to dependent weaklings, right? We're dependent on these corporations. We're dependent on Amazon to deliver our packages. We're dependent on the government to send us our money. We're dependent on the politicians to fix our problems, right? When's the last time you've gone to your city council meeting to, 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 to hear and voice your opinion about, uh, about zoning, about how, how that works or some type of plan project, right? you have it right none of us have so we've gone from independent to wanting to manage our destiny to completely dependent where we're happy to go along with whatever as long as you keep on sending us our beard lotion right as long as we have easy access to to uh, uh to generic viagra <laughs> whatever it is uh, life life is easy so if you want that, we're just going to keep on going the way it's going. You want the easy way, uh, the tyrants will continue to take over. Uh, you want your life to be managed, it will be managed for you. And if you don't, you've got to remember that and you have to start thinking and acting differently, right? Again, you, you want America to be great again. We have to make America great again. The good news is that MAGA is self-sustaining at this point, I believe. People are angry. Enough people are angry. They're seeing the scams for what they are. They're ready to change, to do things differently. People everywhere are asking, what can I do, right? They want to support the president. They want to uh, change things. What can I do? What can I do, they say. So we'll talk about that in depth at another episode. But But like I said before, the you have you it's not enough to vote right and people know that the best vote you can have is always with your wallet and you know this you want to help you want to do something don't buy products in china right don't send money and spend time on the platforms that enrich these these would-be oligarchs that 
undermine our elections or that under undermine not just the election process, but uh, but donate to campaigns to donate to the wrong people. Right. That's what you can do. And that's what the mentality has to be going forward. Again, this is regardless of what happens on January 20th. What happens in, uh, you know, what the chances will be of the house, what ha- regardless of what happens with the, the Senate races in Georgia. That's all very important. But what's most important is what you do. America is not an app. Okay. It's not a service that you can pay for by going to the ballot box once every four years. And in return, you get the greatest country on earth, right? That's not how it works. Uh, Self-governance, a fair and free system doesn't uh, run purely on momentum. It's not inherited. I wish it could be. And that's another conversation about you know, what the, what the descendants of the people who fought and sacrificed and died in the Revolutionary War, what benefits their descendants received. I think there's something to, to talk about there, but that's for, that's for another time. Uh, whether, whether related to these people by blood or not, by the virtue of living in this country, uh, you know, it would be great if, 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 you know, we founded the country and we had this Republican system, this not Republic, not capital R Republican, this Republic, and it just ran on the, the vapors of history and continued to run in a straight trajectory, uh, you know, un, unfettered by corruption or, or uh, foreign interference or anything else. That's not how life works. That's just not reality. Unfortunately, that means that America is only as good as its current generation of citizens. So let's do some self-reflection. I would say that President Trump the the idea, the promise of what we all want him to be is what we want to be as America, right? We want that for America. But the spineless, unreliable, predictable establishment of Republican representatives in Congress or governors or your Democrats uh, slate of representatives. Unfortunately, that's who we are. That's really who we are. And so there's quite a gap there. And that's something I think that is important to, to kind of chew on, you know, because we, we complain, right? We want, we whine, you know, we're whining, well, you're whining, you're whining that we want, you want Trump to, you know, you're, you're angry that he, he signed the, the COVID bill. You're upset that he wasn't able to, to route the election fraud, that he's not doing something. You want him to do something. You want him to fix it. Or you want your representatives to stand up to fight for Trump, to, do what the people voted for. You want the Supreme Court and the lower courts, the federal courts, the state courts, anybody, you want somebody to do something, to do what they're supposed to do. But if you look at all these institutions, everybody, individual judges, uh, you know, local boards, Republican legislators, you know, on up the food chain, if you've noticed, there's this pattern of passing the buck. Nobody wants to make the hard decisions. Nobody wants to take 
the big leap or you know be be the to take the heat no one wants to take the heat and that's because you don't either okay there's a there's a teaching from uh a story from the new testament it's a parable right jesus tells the parable about the the building that was built on on sand right one that was built on sand one that was built on rock the one that was built on sand uh, the floods came and the rains came and it was washed away well you're that sand and if you look and see that we have weak establishments our courts our justices are weak they don't want to make the decision our legislators are weak they don't want to make the decision they're corrupt they're willing to let this pass uh, to appease their essentially sponsored right uh, the big money corporations that kind of control everything in our in our in our world well the reason they behave like that is because you behave like that all right they're hypocrites because you're hypocrites they're weak because you're weak they're spineless because you are spineless you want your politicians to be tough on china right but you keep buying crap from china Go and count all the presents that you bought for your kids this Christmas and see where they're made. This includes the very nice stuff you bought from Apple for your, you know, for your wife, the, the new iPhone, the new Apple Watch, you know. Oh, but Apple's an American company, right? You want your politicians to bring the manufacturing jobs back to the United States. We want to have our own manufacturing and have our our uh, our medicines made here, et cetera, et cetera. But you keep going to Walmart for everything. You just renewed your Amazon subscription. You want your politicians to 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 withstand the temptation of of the lobbyist funds, right? The special interests we like to say. Do you want them to be independent of those corrupting influences? But you go to Starbucks every morning, right? There's a local place right around the corner. Uh, well, they don't have the drive-thru. Uh, I, I really like the the mocha mint frappuccino that, that Starbucks has. It's only, you know, 3 or $4. You say you want freedom, but... It sounds more to me like you just want to be comfortable. You want somebody else to fix the problems, right? You want somebody else to do it. It's just don't bother me with that stuff. I'm happy, right? I can have anything I need delivered to me in, in 24 hours or less. That's what you want. And that's fine. If that's what you want, if you want to manage life, if you want somebody else to manage everything for you, that will happen. And just be honest with yourself if that's what you want. Sit and think about it because I'm not sure that we can have both. Uh, I would like to hope that we can, but I don't know. If you just look back at history and just the fundamentals of life, I'm not sure you can have it both good and easy. I'm not sure you can have independence and 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 you can have you know freedom, but freedom from uh, hardship or sweat, uh, knowing how to do things yourself, right? The, the most the, the most independent, freest people, that I can think of off the top of my head are the people who live off grid, right? And if living off grid is not your dream, then 
maybe you don't want freedom and independence, right? Maybe you just want to live in a nice condo and have the HOA cover everything for you. Um, the people who live off grid, they have to do everything themselves. Talk to any of them, you know, go watch some videos, some interviews with them. Life is not easy, but they're as independent as it gets. So that same rule applies to everyday life. We're in an, an, in an unusual time in history, I believe, and, and, and I, you know, I, I don't, I didn't come up with this theory. There's a lot of people out there who, who write about it and talk about it, but that we are in, in an unusual time in history where there's not much open kinetic conflict, uh, you know, in warfare, at least that we see, that we experience, we've got it very cushy. And we think that's normal, but it's not. This is like a, this is a blip, right? The default has always been, right? Struggle and death and conquer and slavery and, and all these terrible things. That's That's a natural, for whatever reason, that's just the natural state of humans and how they do things. What do you want me to do? Make my own coffee? Well, no, no. I wouldn't want you to have to do that. That would be asking too much. That would be too difficult. Right? But, you know, wave your flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance and stand on the shoulders of giants not to stand taller or to match their legacy much less try and go beyond it stand on their shoulders so you can just barely keep your head above the water right the fact that our politicians are so pathetic and so weak, which which has been laid bare. And if you're not seeing this yet, then then I don't know what to tell you. I guess you're probably still waiting for. You're wondering why Santa Claus didn't come back with uh, that list of toys that you that you asked him for in your letter, right? Maybe you think uh, the tooth fairy is going to leave you some money under your pillow or something. I, I'm not sure, but. The fact that that our politicians are so weak and pathetic is is just a reflection of how weak and pathetic we have become. You know that Zuckerberg put in what was it like five hundred million dollars? If you haven't heard about this, read about it from the Amistad Project. Those guys really have a lot of great information over there. They're doing a great job, but. Uh, you know, Zuckerberg with his money funded, uh, it was like $500 million in that helped uh, enable this whole unlawful election process, right, of 2020. You know that, right? You guys listening to this know that, but you're still on Facebook, right? Or, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll fight against this with a hashtag stop the steal on Instagram, right? Do you know, do you get how pathetic that is? Like how sad and weak and ridiculous that is? Like these guys keep doing this stuff. These tyrants, we call them, right? These are just, these are just people. This is just human nature. People get power, right? If you haven't seen Lord of the Rings yet, go watch it. We'll talk about it more. But you know, humans love power. You get power, you want more power. And and when you have that ability to have it, that influence. Don't think that, uh, you know, that you or anybody else is not going to, is not going to take it, uh, and try to, to mold the world into their own form. Right. So, you know, that these people are doing this and these people are laughing because again, what do you think we're going to fight this with, with the hashtag, right? Go ahead, bro. Do your hashtag. You sure put up, you know, a heck of a tantrum anytime there's 
something you don't like and then you do absolutely nothing about it. Then you come back for more. You come back for more. Back to Facebook, back to Instagram, right? Oh, well, we want the Senate to bring in these these big tech oligarchs. And let's please, please, let's not call them big tech. That's that's another conversation we'll talk about. But big tech, come on. Come on. You want to call uh, Raytheon or SpaceX or you know, Northrop Grunman? You want to call them big tech? Fine. But these are just websites. That's what's even sadder about it. These are just websites. They don't do anything particularly uh, any great technological feat. And again, we'll talk about it later, more, more later, but that's what's even sadder. These are just websites. It's just addictive uh, crap. And we're giving these people all of our attention, all of our time, all of our money, and look what's happening. And we keep going back for more. Right. Okay. Oh, well, we've got Jack Dorsey in front of uh, a, a Senate hearing, right? Over Zoom, not even in person. And what do you do? You go and complain about it on Twitter. So it, it, it's like a joke. We're like a joke. That's why we are where we are. You want your politicians to be heroes, but you want to you know you, you got to be the hero this is this is cliche but you have to be the hero that you want them to be right don't expect them to go above and beyond when you're going to continue to be that sandy foundation you want trump to be tough on china to implement the tariffs to fight against the democrats or against the corrupt republicans to fight against the fake news media but you undermine everything that he does. It's what you want. But what you want is not the same as what you do. And you're not going to get what you want until you change what you do. Every time you're opening that Apple News app, you're going on Google to look for something. You're, you're, you're ordering from Amazon. You're funding all these great powers that are undermining the system, the government, the legacy that you profess to love so much. So I don't know if you really want that or you really would just prefer to have some benign emperor, right? Which it doesn't exist either. You know, when every there's a couple of stories, you know, times in history where you have like the benign dictator, but that doesn't usually work out. And that's probably because this is, again, human nature. You'd rather have somebody else take care of it for you. And so long as we continue to have that attitude, that is what we're going to get. We're going to continue to get whooped. I was watching War Room today, a War Room Pandemic, Steve Bannon show. And if, you, if you're not watching that, you should be. It's fantastic. Um... Steve Bannon has been, he's hes probably been, uh, he's the best I've seen of anybody explain geopolitics, uh, nationalism and populism. I've, I haven't seen anybody do that so succinctly. And that whole team has been really great about, uh, as he says, uh, cutting through the noise and getting to the signal. But on on today's show, uh, it was it was kind of funny, but it was also kind of kind of sad. And, I, and I'm sure the the live chat was reflecting this that you know Steve was grilling Boris Epstein, uh, one of Trump's attorneys, on kind of what the path to victory is as it's looking so close. What what can be done? he was asking for is like, realistically, what's the path charted out to us because we're not hearing it and we're hearing, we're hearing hope or a lot of hopefullys, but not any real clear paths to what can be done. And, uh, and Steve, as he says, is about action, action, action. And you can feel this. And I, I see this everywhere is that people want to know well, what can they do, right? People want to do something. You feel helpless. 
and it's because you are helpless, but now you're just realizing that you are helpless. They want to know what can they do? And, and Boris really didn't have an answer. He, he was just saying that, well, you can, you got to put pressure on, on your local politicians, uh, you know, on Brian Kemp, on these other people who, who he kind of already explained are, you know, are not, uh, are not succumbing to pressure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, light them up, call them on the phone and <laughs> see how that works out. Right. They're just going to not pick up or not answer your emails or whatever. Why don't you post them on Twitter? Right. And watch that get buried. So anyway, as the audience, we were kind of left with this conundrum because in a, it, not even in essence, Boris's answer was, well, you got to go out and vote. You have to vote these guys out, right? Vote out these politicians, keep them accountable. Uh, and in the context of what's going on right now, obviously, you know, you're thinking, well... <laughs> vote <laughs> yeah how'd that work out right how'd that work out in november so what's the point right that's the whole complaint that's the whole thing that we're talking about on this show so it, it was a very dissatisfying i think confusing for many people answered and it's leaving people frustrated and they just don't know what to do or how to go from here and you know then comes the whining that you know that trump didn't couldn't do it for us again that same that that mentality that mindset that someone needs to fix this, but not just that, but then also people are clamoring for well, what, you know, again, what can be done in this part of this whole, uh, that discussion. And I've said it for a long time that, you know, voting isn't enough. And like we talked about earlier, you can't just expect you can show up to the ballot box once every four years and, and boom, you get America, right? There's only so much momentum out of 1776, and I think we're 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 milking it pretty far. Um, the only you know the only voting that truly matters, and I think sadly now we all realize this very clearly. The only real vote you have is with your wallet, and it's not a vote once every four years or every two years. It's a vote every single day. What you buy, right? What food you buy, uh, the, the 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 vehicle you buy, not big purchases, but small ones, the food you buy, the shows you watch, right? You support them by viewing the ads, by subscribing to the app, the clothes you buy, every decision you make, Every vote you cast with your wallet, that is what shapes policy. That is what creates what happens in America. That is the real power of the deplorables, as we like to call it. It's not that, you know, the, it, it's not that we've got all the guns and things like that, right? Like, yeah, the, the Second Amendment is extremely important, important, and that's that's also another discussion. But to think that, you know, that, that everyone, that all the Americans are going to, I don't know, storm Congress and wave their AR-15s in the air, and that's going to do something, um, you know, that, that's like, a, that's like a, a bad movie script. The, the real voting, what really controls, what really, where the, where the power really comes from is is that power, the power of your wallet. You want to send a message, buy your coffee at a local place in your town. Skip Starbucks. You want to send a message, instead of buying whatever you find on Amazon, cancel your Amazon subscription. I know it's painful. E-commerce, you know, people, these small companies, they, they don't know how to handle e-commerce. They don't know how to handle... Uh, returns and getting shipments here on time. If you're a small business owner and you want to make America great, that's what you have to do. You have to make shipping not so painful that we have to pay Amazon to do it for you. Okay? That's what you have to do. We, as the people who buy, you know, these Silicon Valley companies, 
they use your data, your information, right? Everything you do online, all that behavior, that's, that's, that's their core business. So you know what? Turn that, turn that back around on them, right? You know everything that you need to find on Amazon. It's free to go search on Amazon and look around at stuff. And when you find something that you like, or likely you already know everything that you need to buy, buy it directly from the seller. They'll be happy because they don't take the huge hit uh, that the percentage that Amazon takes, which is giant. Okay, buy it directly from them. Better yet, find someone who's local to your town who who can sell it to you. Better yet, source as difficult as it may be now, products, services that come from home, from your home state, from the United States. I know it's difficult, but we have to start somewhere. You want to send a message, right? You want to make America great. And this is a process, okay? This is why... This is why I've titled this episode MAGA is self-sustaining. Okay, because I offer that not just as an observation, but as a definition. If it's not self-sustaining, it is not. It does not exist. It must be self-sustaining. It must be self-sufficient. And again, that starts with us. We cannot be the sand. We must be the rock. We must be the rock, the foundation on which this country exists and which we pass to the next generation. Like I said, 1776 only has so much juice. Okay? We can't continue to uh, rest on the accomplishments of the greatest generation, right? It's time for us, it's time for you to stop whining, to take your place in history. This is a historic, disruptive moment in time. And it will be over eventually. And I know you can't take your time off. You can't take a couple paid days off work uh, to go to the rally on January 6th uh, because, you know, you're starting a new project. I know, I know. You, you can't do that, right? It's time to take your place in history, right? Do justice to the people who came before you, who crossed the Delaware with Washington, in the middle of the night, on Christmas, during a nor'easter, with no shoes, right? These are things that you would never do. You would never. Do, you can't even cancel your Amazon subscription. So it's time to get real. No one's going to save us. And you need to quit thinking like that. Trump's not going to do it. No one's going to do it. That's not because they don't want to. That's not how it works. Okay. Making America great again and again and keeping it great is up to you. MAGA Nation has a kind of pejorative acronym for Republican politicians, uh, establishment, anti Trump, or not helping Trump politicians, right? We call them rhinos, Republicans in name only. So remembering that and understanding what that is, let's not be anos, Americans in name only. Apply that. And if, if, if you know, these are difficult times, like I said. Uh, understanding that war is being waged on us and taking that seriously, it's a, it's a heavy thought. It's a stressful time. Sometimes you need a little bit of motivation. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of inspiration, and uh, sometimes people like to go to movies for that. If you've watched a movie though in the past ten years, then slap yourself in the face. If you paid for it, then slap yourself in the face twice. But I'm going to refer. I don't think I can play the clips, but uh, here's a couple. 
good inspirational pieces from movies. Some of them came from books or, you know, anyway, they're artistic, but, but I think they're valuable in a lot of ways. Number one, Lord of the Rings, the first one, Fellowship of the Rings. Look up the clip uh, when Gandalf is talking to Frodo and Frodo's like complaining. They're in the mines of Moria. Frodo's complaining about, uh, he says, I wish, you know, I wish the ring had never come to me. Uh, you know, I, I wish I didn't have this burden to carry. And uh, Gandalf, the wise wizard, replies to him and tells him, so do all who who live in such times. But that's not for them to decide. The only thing for them to decide is what to do with the time that is given to them. That's That's a powerful thought, one I think we can definitely apply to our situation today where we might not like what's going on, it might not be our fault. In fact, it probably is not our fault. But it is what it is, and it's up to, uh, up to us only to decide how to deal with it. Inspirational movie clip number two is from Gladiator. A lot of you guys love this, right? Gladiator. This is uh, the the intro. Um, actually, I'm going to play this. Let's see what happens. But this is from Gladiator. Give me a sec here. I don't even know if it's going to play right, so this is probably stupid, but whatever. I'm not good at podcasts. Okay, never mind. I suck. <laughs> Gladiator. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Right? Now this is this is uh Maximus's speech at the beginning of the movie. There we go. He's like riding his horse in, right? Riding the horse in to meet the 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 Roman troops. Three weeks from now, I will be harvesting my crops. Imagine where you will be, and it will be so. Hold the line. Stay with me. You find yourself alone, riding in green fields with the sun on your face. Do not be troubled, for you are in Elysium, and you're already dead! <laughs> Brothers, what we do in life echoes in eternity. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the mindset, I think. That's that's the the mindset of of, of winning, of struggle of having a, a historical perspective, right? That if you if you find yourself alone and what's he say the, in in the like the this in the sunshine, you know, don't worry, you're already dead. You're already dead and you know what we do in life echoes into in eternity is 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 part of history, right? Like I said before, take your place in history. Um, the next movie I'm going to go to is Braveheart. Okay, Braveheart's a great one. Rewatch these if you haven't seen them in a while. Um, if if that's how you get your inspiration, and, and again, you can go to history, read some books. Um, history repeats itself, and it's great to find inspiration in in. Uh, you know, in nonfiction, right? In, in in historical records of what people actually did. And then it's also fun and easy to to get it in kind of a uh, 
in the dramatized format of movies where maybe there's some historical value also, but uh, you know, either way, however you want to get it, these, like I said, these are easy. If, if, if you have books or you can listen to uh, some, uh, some interviews, there was a great one that uh, Bannon's war room did the, the Christmas special and they had an author on there. I don't remember his name, but uh, he talked about, he's, he's written a lot of books about, um, American wars and the, the American revolution, world war two, things like that. And it follows the, the actions of, uh, of different soldiers and things like that. So it's, that's, that type of stuff's really fascinating and interesting to me. But, um, anyway, Braveheart, remember every man dies, not every man really lives. So, you know, that, and that's, a that's a great, a, a great inspirational quote or thought, you know, about keeping in perspective what we do with our time, what we do with our lives. Here's another one from Braveheart. He says this must be a fashionable fight. It's drawn the finest people. Where is thy salute for presenting yourselves on this battlefield? I give you thanks. This is our army. To join it, you give homage. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your army, why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Oh, the English are too many. <laughs> there are too many. Sons of Scotland, I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. Kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. <laughs> A whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? and you may die. Run, and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom! <laughs> if that's not inspirational, then slap yourself in the face also. And if you also can't see the 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 parallels, right, to to reality and what's hap what's playing before our eyes, then go ahead and slap yourself in the face again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where's another one, huh? Watch three hundred. That's a great one. Three hundred. I won't play it because you guys know. Go ahead, watch it. Here's a very underappreciated one, I think. This is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, right? The, the one with Kevin Costner, not the other ones with, what is it, uh, Russell Crowe? I don't think I even saw that one, but anyway. So this is a scene after, like, Nottingham, 
starts to go hard on all the you know all the deplorables in 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 town starts burning down their houses and you know saying bring me robin hood because he's been robbing him bring me robin hood and and start anyway he sends his goons out to burn down their houses and kick them out of town so they all come to the forest Sherwood Forest, where Robin Hood and all his guys are, are. If it's fame you seek, Christian, I think you have it. So now they're coming to Robin Hood, right? Like, look what you've done. Look, my kid, he's you all beat up. Misery on us, Luxley. It's Nottingham trying to divide us. We are divided, rich boy. I'm not as blind as that old man over there. You're still trying to be Lord of the Manor. I heard today that the sheriff now values your neck at five hundred gold pieces. I say we take him in. Will, do you think that the sheriff will give everything back after I'm gone? He'll give us the reward and our pardons. Wrong. I'll stretch your necks one by one. What would you have us do? Fight armored men on horseback with, with, with rocks in our bare hands? Needs be. But with the one true weapon that escapes you, Will... Courage. Courage, and Will tried to stab him in the back. Thank you, Wolf. You wish to end this? What do you hear? You wish to go home? Then we must stop fighting amongst ourselves and face at the price where it may be dear. I, for one, would rather die than to spend my life in hiding. The sheriff calls us outlaws. But I say we are free. And one free man defending his home is more powerful than ten hired soldiers. The Crusades taught me that. I will make you no promises save one. That if you truly believe in your hearts that you are free, then I say we can win. They got armor! They got armor, Paul? Even this boy can be taught to find the chinks in every suit of armor. But we ain't got nothing to eat! What do we need that the forest cannot provide? We have food, woodful weapons. We'll find safety and solace in our trees. Yeah, but what about our kid? <laughs> Sheriff's taking all they got, too. And by God, we take it back. <laughs> then by God, we take it back. Friends, let's not be Americans in name only. Let's be Americans and take our place in history and make America great.